thank you for joining us today at Boiling Springs. Please enjoy our service today. Thank you. This is the time in the church year which Christians refer to as Advent. What is Advent, Dad? It's something that church people do. Uh, it happens sometime between Halloween and Christmas. At Advent, do church people give gifts like Christmas or go tr trick-or-treating like Halloween? No, honey, it's not that kind of thing. It's, well... The, the thing is, church folks, they light a bunch of candles and stuff. Why, Dad? Well, they just do. We recognize this special season of the year by lighting the candles of the Advent wreath on the Sundays of Advent. The wreath, a circle, reminds us of God, endless and eternal, without beginning or end. The green of the wreath reminds us of the hope we have through God, and that through God we have hope for renewal, salvation, and eternal life. Candles remind us that God came into the world through His Son, Jesus Christ, as a man who suffered and died for our sins so we could have a home in heaven. Yeah, that's basically what I was going to say. <laughs> How come there's only one way but five candles, Mom? Well, I'm not sure, honey. Likely it's... Well, it's, it's a matter of space. See, there's just not room for four wreaths, so they... The four outer candles symbolize the time of waiting and anticipation, which we celebrate in the four Sundays of Advent. The center candle represents Jesus Christ. He was and is central to our faithful hope. And so it is that the first candle, which we light today, is a symbol of the hope we have in salvation and the hope of Jesus' return. How long have church people been lighting Advent candles? Oh, wow. Uh, that goes back a long time. I think it was about the time that I was a kid. <laughs> Dear, I think it was way before that. Seems to me it was... Look, I'm sure you guys are likely right. Maybe I should ask Grandma... Gram Grandma did Advent start way back when Dad was little. Advent started long, long before that, thousands of years ago, actually. For many people, for the peop many years, the people of Israel had sent slaves, had been slaves in Egypt. But God, through his prophet, promised them he would send a Messiah. Messiah? What's that? A Messiah is a leader, someone who will come to save his people. So for hundreds of years, the people of Israel hoped and prayed that God would send his promised Messiah, someone who would free them from slavery, a proud people, slaves in a foreign land. Their only hope, a Messiah who was promised but didn't come and didn't come but the people never gave up hope, the hope for a Messiah. And did God send a Messiah? He did. 
but not the kind of Messiah they expected. The people were expecting someone to lead their army, but God sent a little baby. He sent Jesus to save the people and us from our sins. Advent means waiting. And so that even today in that Advent season, we are waiting with our hope in Jesus. True Advent must be a time of wonder, astonishment, surprise, and amazement. Advent is a time of preparation and celebration. The danger is that we do all the preparation, but little of the celebration. Please, God, don't let me be worn out from the wrong reasons. We need to balance all the busyness of Advent with the sacred reason for the celebration. We need to make time in Advent for quiet and prayerful understanding of Advent. We can't fully appreciate Christmas without fully understanding what the Jewish people 2,000 years ago were waiting for, and hopefully what we are waiting for. We light the hope candle, recognizing the hope of Jesus. O come, O come, Emmanuel. As you would guess, it's beginning to look and to sound a lot like Christmas. We all have those things that bring to us the memory and the vibrancy of Christmas. For some of us, it's the going up into the attic and bring down the decorations. It may be a favorite tie. It might be preparing certain foods or visiting certain people. One of the things that I'm always reminded of at Christmas is the story by Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol, where Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by three spirits, Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future. One of the ways that we keep Christmas alive is to recognize that God came to bless an entire world, and we ourselves must bless that world as well. In just a moment, we're going to see a video about the, um, some missionary work through the Cooperative Baptist Fellowship in Macedonia. The couple that we are going to see is uh, Jeff and Jessica Lee, CBF missionaries to Macedonia. 
again, their work is trying to assist a people to have a new life, both present and future. The pastors they work with are bivocational. The churches are poor. They cannot sustain carrying the uh, salary of a pastor. And so uh, the Lees work with uh, trying to provide opportunities for people to be fed and children to be cared for. As we think about this Christmas present, may our world vision enlarge and may we realize what we do with this Christmas will impact the Christmases of tomorrow. If we could see the video now, please. In Macedonia, we partner with God to renew this world through building partners with local Macedonians to break the bonds of oppression on their lives, as well as on God's creation itself. It's been incredible to be part of renewing God's world through something like farming. The Cabin of Macedonia partners with local farmers and gives them a cow as a loan that they repay in a year that helps them grow their capacity for products to sell. Most pastors in Macedonia are bivocational. We wanted to help them provide income for their families as well as support for their congregations. We are all the pastors of more than 20 churches. We work with the worst group of the people. People who during the winter, they don't have what to eat. So fresh milk, it will help them. This very house where we are now and the office upstairs is supported by Cooperative Baptist Fellowship Program Mission in Macedonia and actually by you guys from the United States. If I hadn't partnered with CBF, I think it would take another three years to open this place. Jesus loves children, widows and orphans, and that is what I want to do. Follow in his footsteps and take care of children. It's been our joy to develop partnerships and friendships really with the people of Macedonia. We find them to be incredibly hospitable and this deep care for their families and for relationships. And so it's been a joy to have these friendships that really have turned into family for us. give through these opportunities of global mission offerings so that Christmas might be heard all around the world. Thank you. Before we pray together this morning, I uh, just want to mention to the church family uh, to continue to be in prayer for Betty Bridges. Um, she is at home under hospice care, um, and her and the family are certainly in need of our prayers at this time, and so we encourage us to be in prayer for that. We're glad that you're here this morning, and uh, would you join me now as we pray together? God, we come before you today in this special time of the church, a season of Advent, a season of waiting. Lord, we wait every day for so many different things and we pray that in our waiting that you give us strength, that you give us patience, and that you would grant us peace. Lord, we pray as a church family for Betty, for her family, we pray that a special peace and strength would be placed in them at this time. Lord, you know others of us who are here this morning who are dealing with health concerns, others who are hurt, who are emotionally drained, 
God, others who are just tired. And Lord, we pray now that you would give us strength. During this next hour, may we focus our minds and our hearts on worship. We're grateful for the children of our church, this time where they get to come and lead and share what they have been doing. We're grateful for their leaders, for their directors, and we just pray that you be with them and that you would calm their nerves at this time this morning. Use them as leaders in this church. Lord, may we live as your people in all that we say and do, and as we leave this place today, may we shine your light in this Advent and Christmas season. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen. A long time ago, in a city of Nazareth, there was a woman named Mary. Mary was promised to marry a man named Joseph, who lived there too. One day, an angel from God came and talked to Mary.
He told Mary she was going to have a baby. And then the angel left. Now Joseph wasn't sure what to do when he heard that Mary was going to have a baby. So one night while he was asleep, the angel came to talk to Joseph too. Joseph, Mary is going to have a baby. It is okay for you to marry her and take care of her and the baby. You will name the baby Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so that's just what he did. A while later, the emperor in Rome, Caesar Augustus, said that everyone had to go to their own hometown to be counted. Everyone go to your hometown so that I can count you. So Mary and Joseph went to the town of Bethlehem to be counted, because Joseph was of the house and line of David, and Bethlehem was known as the city of David. There were lots of other people there too. There were so many people, in fact, that there was no room for them in the inn. So Mary and Joseph stayed in a stable, which was for a place for animals to stay warm and dry. There was, was a cow there. There was, was a sheep there. There was, was a chicken there. <laughs> and Mary and Joseph stayed there too. While they were there, baby Jesus was born, and Mary took him and wrapped him up warm and laid him in a manger. That night there were some shepherds out in fields watching over their flocks of sheep.
angel came and talked to the shepherds, and they were terribly afraid. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news. The Savior, which is Christ the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. You will find the baby wrapped in soft cloths and lying in a manger. All of a sudden, there were lots of angels saying, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And then the had left, the shepherds went and found the baby Jesus in the manger, just as they had been told. And when they found him, they worshipped him. Not far away, in a place called Jerusalem, there lived an evil king named Herod. One day, after baby Jesus had been born, wise men came to Jerusalem looking for the newly born king of the Jews. So the king asked his advisors, Where is the king of Jews to be born? In Bethlehem. In Bethlehem. Go and find him so I can worship him too. So the wise men went and found baby Jesus by following his star, and when they found him, they worshipped him. But King Herod didn't really want to worship baby Jesus. He wanted to harm him. The wise men were warned by God about this, so they went home another way. When the king found out he was tricked, he was really mad. Uh, I'm really mad. 
he was determined to destroy the newborn king. So King Herod sent his soldiers to Bethlehem to find the baby Jesus. Go find him and kill him. But God warned Joseph in a dream, get out of there. And so he did. And so Joseph and Mary and the little baby Jesus went to Egypt, and they stayed there until evil King Herod died. After King Herod died, God told Joseph it was safe to come back because the people who wanted the child dead have now died. Hey, you can come back now. It's safe. <laughs> Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus came back from Egypt, and they went to live in the town of Nazareth again. And that's where baby Jesus grew up until he was grown. And so now you've heard it all about how God sent his only son to be born as a baby so that later he could save everyone from their sins. And all it took was just a little Christmas. Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill to men. hymn is number 111, Away in a Manger. It's a different version than you heard a while ago, but I'm sure you're all familiar with it. If you are able, please stand and join in singing hymn number 111.
especially the parents children each Wednesday to practice. And so we let's be sure to be mindful of all those who help make this happen. Clay and Tammy Johnson uh, had a key role in that this year with the set and all of their uh, assistance and in, in leadership in many ways. And of course, uh, Melissa, uh, uh, June Hobbs, Ellen Humphreys, uh, Teresa Huggins, where, is you, where are you at? There you are. So let's give all of the children and uh, leaders another round of applause this morning. I know that the children, some of them are spread out now, but we got a lot over here, but you sang a lot of my favorites this morning in the carols that you sang, but one of the ones that you didn't sing and that we don't sing that often in church is a song called The Little Drummer Boy. Have you guys heard of that song? Some of them are saying no, some of them are saying yes, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, the Magi invite this little poor boy to come and bring a gift to, the, to baby Jesus. And the Magi, of course, as you've seen, have their wonderful gold gifts here that they bring, but this little boy did not have a nice gift to bring to the king. And it, let me remind you, because sometimes we get lost in the ba-rumpa-bums of the little drummer boy. Let me remind you of the words of that little carol. It says, come, they told me, Again, speaking of the wise men, a newborn king to see, our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king, to honor him, so to honor him. And then little baby, I am a poor boy too. I have no gift to bring that's fit to give the king. Shall I play for you on my drum? And Mary nodded. Now let me just pause here for a minute. Anybody who's a parent of a, of a newborn knows that you, you, know, you don't welcome a drummer uh, there in those first few days of life. But nevertheless, just go with me here, okay? Uh, follow the story. Mary nodded. The ox and the lamb kept time. So all the little sheep and, and, and donkeys and, and cows or you, know, you see them kind of bobbing your head to the music, you, know, you get that in your head. But the ox and the lamb kept time. I played my drum for him. I played my best for him. Then he smiled at me. Ba-rum-pa-pum-pum, me and my drum. You know, once upon a time, I was a little drummer boy, and so were you, not practically. I have trouble with rhythm sometimes. But uh, in, in the meaning of the story, I was once a little drummer boy, and so were you. We didn't have much to offer, but yet we took what we had. We took our very lives, for those of us who committed our life to Jesus, and we said, God, here I am. Take me and use me. I don't have a lot to offer, but I know that you can, and I know that you will. Another reason I like this song so much, it's the story of a little boy who recognizes the fact that he has value, even though he does not have anything that is valuable. You know, the little drummer did not care about what anyone else thought. He went to see a king he knew deserved his and all the people's respect and honor. He went even though he might suffer humiliation for not having a tangible gift to lay before the king. But as it turns out, he gave his most valuable gift that could be given, something inside of him, part of his very personhood. He gave Jesus his soul. We can only give to God what we have. We can't give to God what we can't. We can give to God those things that we possess and we can give to God our very lives. I love the ending of this song, The Little Drummer Boy. Did you catch it? It said, after the drummer boy played, it said, then he smiled for me. And as I read that this week and meditated on it, my thoughts and my mind went back to um, Eric Little in The Chariots of Fire. 
For those of you who may be from my generation, maybe, or a little bit older, may remember that movie far better than some of our younger ones here today. But in that movie, uh, Eric Little was known for his running. And it's Eric Little in Chariots of Fire that he says, God made me fast. And when I run, I can feel his pleasure. How has God gifted you this morning? What that when you do it, what do you do and when you do it, do you feel God's pleasure? And do you feel God smiling upon you? For the little drummer boy, it was when he played his drums. For some of our teachers here this morning, it may be that when you love your children and when you give them your very best, you feel God smiling upon you in that classroom. For the parents here this morning, it's when you love your children, when you provide for them, and when you provide a home that your children can know and love and God and grow in a relationship with him, you feel God smiling upon you. For those of you who are gifted financially in here this morning, and maybe you're giving to missions and to the church, but maybe God is calling you to be generous to other ministries and other um, good things in our community this year, and when you give, you feel God smiling upon you. For some of you in here, it may be that you're like a little bit like that little drummer boy and you don't have a lot of financial gifts to offer, but when you do acts of service for other people, when you show them God's love in tangible ways, you feel God smiling upon you when you care for a neighbor or clean up a yard or clean out a gutter or whatever it may be. How do you feel God and what do you do and what are you doing? That's something that for us to think about this morning when you feel God smiling upon you today. Like I said, when, when after I read the lyrics to the little drummer boy, you and I are a lot like this little drummer boy. We don't have a lot to offer. But I ask each of you this morning and ask each child and from the youngest one to the oldest one, have you offered God all that you have and all that you are? And that's where the little drummer boy started. He didn't have these nice flashy gifts like the wise men, but what he had, he offered. It's almost, I get this idea of, of a little child saying, God, can you take this silly drum? And God says, yes, yes, I can. I can take it. You play it with all of your might and all of your strength. What is it for you this Christmas season? Here is the, at the beginning of Advent. Today is December the 2nd. We still have 23 days before Christmas Day. Many different ways to show and to share God's love with other people this season. And so I invite you uh, to, as the Magi invited the little drummer boy to come and to offer his gifts God is inviting you this morning to come and to offer your gifts for use for him. And not only during this Christmas season and Advent season, but throughout the year. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the children. And Lord, what a basic and, and simple message, one that we should not, uh, not forget, Lord, of how you came miraculously into this world. And Father, the, the fear that was involved, but yet the worship that was involved, the fear from Mary and Joseph at times, but yet the willing spirit of Mary to say, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Father, we think about the ways we offer our gifts, our worship to you. We think about the wise men and their flashy gifts, but Lord, we think about the simplicity of this little drummer boy who had nothing, of, that had nothing valuable, but yet, Lord, you took a life that was of value and Father, allowed him and you allow us to worship you and to honor you. So Father, help us to learn from not only the story of our children this morning, but as we think about the words to the little drummer boy, help us to be mindful of the lesson that we have there, that Lord, you can take the simple offerings that we can give you, Father, and you can use them to advance your kingdom and you can use them to glorify your son. So Lord, we pray that we would do that this day. 
Father, my heart in prayer is that today, Lord, a message that the children have communicated so clearly would resonate in our hearts and in our lives. And Lord, if we have not given you our heart, if we have not given you our lives, that we would do that today. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all the things that have taken place here this morning. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. We're gonna stand and sing a closing hymn. And that hymn number is uh, Gentle Mary Later Child, hymn number 114. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in Christ, uh, there is no greater gift that you could be given this Christmas season than the gift of God's Son in Jesus Christ. If you're here today and desire church membership, I invite you to come and we would be happy to talk with you about that. And so let's stand and sing together. Uh, Gentle Mary, later child, hymn number 114. Let's stand and sing. day here and I anticipate all of you being back here next Sunday and all sitting down close to the front. I love this on a, on a morning when the children sing, uh, everybody kind of moves to the front. So uh, let's try that again next week as well. But we're glad that you're here. And before we introduce some, uh, someone here in just a moment, uh, be sure before you leave today, because there are so many, uh, un- well, uh, several unfamiliar faces because of children and grandparents and things coming in, we certainly want to make sure that you feel welcome. And so uh, be sure to speak to two or three people that you don't know that well before you leave today. And at this time, I'm going to ask a couple to come and join me up here. Just remain standing for a moment, if you don't mind. About two or three weeks ago on a rainy night, I can't remember if it was a Monday night or when that was, I went to visit this fine couple, uh, Larry and Brenda Morrison from Lawndale. And uh, they are members and coming today to join, uh, they're members at Lawndale Baptist and they're coming by transfer of letter today to Bowling Springs Baptist Church. 
And uh, I enjoyed my visit with them. They have put their faith and trust in Christ, have served Jesus for many, many years, and uh, feel like they can grow with us here at Boiling Springs Baptist as we seek to know him and make him known. And so what is the pleasure of the church today uh, with Larry and Brenda Morrison? All right. All right. We've received a second. If all in favor, if you'd raise your hand, all like sign. All right. Well, welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We're glad that you're here. Uh, They have uh, a unique story, Brenda, with uh, her work with children and and ministry in other ways and Larry and the things that he's been a part of over these last several years. And we just rejoice in having them as a part of Boiling Springs Baptist Church. We certainly do invite our church people to come by if you would allow them to do that and to shake your hand and give you a warm greeting and welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist. But again, we're glad that you're here today. I want to say one more thing before we uh, conclude, and you guys can just stand right there, and, and, um, but I know you'll want to come by and, and greet them following the service. I want to say one more thing. This evening at 6 o'clock, we have a very special service called Hanging of the Greens. Uh, the uh, greenery that you see all has lights in it and the trees, and all of that will come on tonight at 6, and that is a special time for us as we light candles, also as we, re- as we remember those who are no longer with us. Uh, who have passed away in this last year, there'll be an opportunity for you and for a, or for a family member to bring down a white poinsettia in their memory. And so please come tonight at six o'clock. It's a very special time. There's a time for the children in there as well. And if there's a slide that I think may be on the, uh, on the screen about Guatemala, next Sunday morning, I just invite each of you in the room to consider, to pray about your involvement in a trip to Guatemala in August of 2019. There'll be an informational meeting next Sunday morning at nine and then again at three. And so if you have any, even a slight interest just to come and learn more, I invite you to please do that. Come and learn and uh, we can talk some more about that at that time. I'm gonna close in a word of prayer. And after I do that, I would invite uh, you to come by and speak with uh, Larry and Brenda Morrison from Lawndale and uh, to speak to some others that are around you this morning. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We're grateful that, Lord, uh, uh, you call those who are young to come and to follow you, as we've learned this morning through the Christmas drama. Father, we're grateful for the story of the little drummer boy and the lessons we learned from him as well. Father, help us to remember that you can take the most simple things and use them to bring honor and glory to your name. Father, bless each one here today as we leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.